So if you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to start by reading verse 8. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. One of my favorite scriptures because it points us in a direction of where our thoughts should be. Because as everybody knows, I am sure, the, the battles a lot of times that we face start right up here in our minds. Um, I always reference Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind. And it, it's, it's a big book and it should be because our mind absolutely is a battlefield because most of the time, all our problems start and finish up here and usually never actually manifest themselves in the natural. It's just always in our mind and we're going through all these things and you know, our brain, God made our brains wonderfully and perfectly. Um, so we're, we're very intelligent people and we, we think a lot of problems into existence. And I would say that, that um, unfortunately what often tends to happen is we, we have probably, because you might, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I'm really busy. I got a lot going on, but a lot of the time we have a lot of time to think. And when you have a lot of time to think, your mind's going to go every which way. Um, I'm the kind of person I have, um, I have a, I would like to say, I, I think I have a vivid imagination. And what I mean by that is I'm, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a storyteller. And so my imagination, I often, um, you know, to help me, this is, this is kind of like a secret that not many people know, but now you're all about to know, um, to help keep my writing skills sharp. I write, um, like, I, I'm going to say they're like Christian romance, uh, stories, Christian romance, got to keep that in mind. And I, I write all the, cause my imagination is, is all over the place. And so I kind of like, I like to keep my skill, my writing skills as sharp as possible. So I'm constantly writing things and writing stories. I mean, I could probably, I could probably produce a movie if I really wanted to not saying that I will, but maybe someday. Um, because I, I have a strong imagination and I, I have a feeling a lot of you do as well. And, and you could, you could probably, uh, <laughs> I know you could probably pin, pinpoint times when your imagination has run wild and you're <laughs> someday and you're thinking of things that T they are way better than Hallmark movies. No, though we love Hallmark movies, mine are, mine are, are, are definitely. <laughs> are definitely better um well lauren perhaps someday perhaps someday um so you know you you could probably think man your mind went here went there that's right francine R rivers has nothing i'm just kidding <laughs> she's great she's great um perhaps perhaps um so i didn't mean to like drop that and then like <laughs> everyone's freaking out but i appreciate your support so then i'd imagine you will all buy um a copy um, and so I'm sure that you could pinpoint times when you said, man, it's true. I remember I was kind of like waiting for something. I was waiting for my car. I was waiting for this and my mind started going, or I happened to read something on the news and my mind started going. And so the challenge is therefore, what do we do about that? How can we, because it's not the easiest thing you, you, you know, 
If I was going to sit here and tell you, just snap out of it. Don't think about that. Well, I think that's a little bit easier said than done. But thankfully, the Bible gives us a very clear guide of how we're supposed to, um, uh, you know, shift our thinking towards the right way. Right? It's telling you. It's telling you all of these things to put your focus on. And I'm going to go through each one because what it's going to do is it's going to help you. Okay, I'm thinking of something that shouldn't be there. I have to replace it with something because what the worst thing I could do is say to you, uh, why are you thinking about negative thoughts? Stop thinking about it. Okay, that doesn't, that doesn't help you one bit because then what are you supposed to do? Rather, put your focus on something else. So let's start with number one. What's the first thing? It says, whatever is true. So you, what are we thinking about? We're thinking about things that are true. How do we know what's true? Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. How do we know what's true? The word of God, there is no truth outside of the word of God. You, If you meet somebody who says, well, you know, I have my own truth. No, it's not possible. Then they're not right if it goes contrary to the word of God. So if you're asking, well, what, what's true? How am I going to focus on what's true? Know what the word says. Because God is, there's absolute truth in him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you're wondering, well, I'm not really sure what's true, you don't have to wonder. And so you're dwelling, therefore, on everything that you find in the Word of God, right? I'll give you an example. You know, um, what did we hear about last year? Oh, there's going to be a food shortage. Uh, you know, the eggs. Now we're hearing about the eggs or they're burned down the farm or, or um, inflation is going to get so high that we're not going to be able to, to buy food. That was supposed to be last summer. And I don't remember going hungry last summer. But when you hear stuff like that, number one job, what does the word say? The word says that the child of God will never go hungry. The word of God says that the righteous shall never be forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. So if you hear a report that says, well, um, you know, there's going to be a food shortage and you better stock up and you better buy ammunition because, you know, your neighbors are going to come and try to steal food from you. This is all the stuff that we hear. And when you're constantly hearing that, it gets in your head. And especially if you have children. How am I going to feed my children? What if I can't afford it? You know, the, my grocery bills are so high. What am I going to do? Can, can, if you're watching here, can any of you tell me if you have uh, uh, gone hungry in the past three years that you didn't have enough food to eat? Raise your hand if that's you. I guarantee there's nobody because you're all here watching. So obviously, <laughs> if you have money for a phone and the internet... I think you, you, you're able to get food. So if, if you're going to think, oh, I, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen. No, nope. what's the truth? The truth is what the word says. No lack. Don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, um, God, you know, God is a provider. There's provision in him. 
You know, there's no, there's no way if, if, uh, uh, if God could feed the sparrows, how much more would he take care of me? And then you start real remembering, oh, you know what? Why am I going to worry when I already know what the word says? So be grounded in the word of God, because that's where your truth is. You, you, we have to be grounded. All scripture is God breathed. So don't think to yourself, well, you know, man wrote it. I'm not sure if it's true. The word of God is infallible. And we have so many great tools at our disposal. You can see every version of the Bible written next to each other, you know, to make sure that you're understanding it right. You can see what the original language says. You, you can see all that stuff. There's no reason why you would ever wonder something about the scripture. We're, we're, we're way better off than people have been in years past who didn't have the options of saying, well, I'm not sure what this means. Let me look up the original language. They couldn't do that. They didn't have Google, right? They couldn't look up what the Greek word meant, you know? And, and so there's no excuse, no reason why we should ever be wondering or questioning what the word says. This is where our truth is. It's not from the person on, on Instagram who comes up with their own idea of what truth is and now that's allowed now because you can't oh if somebody thinks something then you can't really go against that because that's what they think i don't care i only care about one thing what the word of god says so that's the first thing think about whatever is true number two whatever is noble or another way of putting it whatever is honest so what are honest things all that is all that is decent and honorable you know when the word of god talks about paul describes certain um qualifications for church deacons and he lists off all of these different things and what are the some of the things he, he lists off people who are honest who are dignified who are sober-minded and who are faithful these are things that are decent and honorable what does it mean to be sober-minded it means that there's nothing else that could possibly be clouding your thoughts i'm gonna listen i don't care if this upsets people i don't care stop putting substances in your body that is affecting your thoughts and that is weed alcohol especially because those two things are very readily available for people to get you know you can just you could buy candies now that that that, that have weed in it and, and you just chew it and you just sit there and you're just a a, a, a salami sitting on a chair hmm. cool bro that's cool it, you're not sober-minded that way you're not thinking straight you're not thinking right stop putting your body is a temple of the holy spirit I don't care what culture you come from. And I talk about this a lot. Stop introducing things into your body that is changing the way you think. Because that's what drugs do and that's what alcohol does. That's what it does. And if that upsets you and you log off, all right, sad to see you go. But, it, but if you're mad and you're logging off, it's because you know I'm right. There's no, there's no benefits for it. If we're to be people that are focused on what is noble and what is honest, the biggest part of that being dignified. Let me ask you this. Is a person who's had too much to drink, could you describe them as dignified? <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say dignified. I've never been uh, under the influence of alcohol my, myself. Um, 
but I've seen people, they're not really dignified. They're certainly not sober-minded or thinking right. Dignified, sober-minded, faithful. These are three traits of all that is decent and honorable. These are the things, and again, think about it. Whatever is true, whatever is noble. So you should be thinking to yourself, how can I be the best version of myself? So therefore, avoid things that's going to compromise me being the best version of myself. That's right. It makes, it does make you vulnerable. It does. There's no need for, I don't, again, you're going to say, well, I just have a glass of wine at dinner. Okay. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Okay. But, but just remember this. Okay. If Paul is giving instructions to who quali- the qualifications for being a deacon in the church, which is a, a, a high honor in the church, shouldn't you look at that list of qualifications and say, I want to be like that. I might not be a deacon necessarily, but I want to be the best version of myself and I want to be the holiest version of myself, which we'll get to that in a minute. So whatever is true, whatever is noble. Number three, whatever is right. Whatever is right or whatever is um, just. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 4. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. Listen to this. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. We should be people whose minds are fixated on the Spirit, what the Spirit desires. So think about this. And this is the best way that I would would articulate this one. All that is is right, all that is just, all that is righteous, life by the Spirit. What are we thinking about? Well, uh, uh, one big thing that we could think about is church, revolving your life around church. Because I'm going to tell you this, if you revolve your your life around church, and I I was raised this way, and you know, I always, I like to tell this story because I like to compliment my parents, but uh, because they're great. But this, this is something, I was a kid. And there was this big snowstorm. Um, and back then, you know, well, we don't close now anymore, but back then we definitely never closed the church. Um, and it was a huge snowstorm. And, and, and my dad's like, you know what? I'm going to go to church. And I said, okay, I'm going to come with you. And I remember in church that day, it was, it was me and my dad and the pastor. <laughs> that was it. Nobody else showed up because it was a really bad storm. And we didn't live near church. But I'm going to tell you why that sticks out to me. Because my dad made a decision a long time before that, that the house of the Lord was to be a priority. That we don't make decisions uh, um, and then see if church fits into it. We make decisions based on the house of God and being there. I wasn't involved in any kind of sports growing up. Why? Because sports, when are they always played? Sunday morning. And then if you're playing a sport Sunday morning, guess what? You're not going to be in church. You're building your life 
based on the things of God, not that you live your life and then, well, if I have time, then I'm going to go do all these things. If you're constantly, and that's why, and, and I'm, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir because during prayer and fasting, you guys were on every day. You were at prayer pretty much every night. That's what I mean, that your mind is fixated, therefore, on the things of the spirit. So you're not thinking of all the other stuff that, that you're going to worry about. No, you're thinking about how, how do I set up my life so that the things of God are a priority and then everything else just kind of revolves around that. And it changes the way you live and it changes the way you think because suddenly you're not thinking to yourself, well, you know, man, I got a busy week. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to church, but you know, like, we'll see. No, it's like, I got church this week and then I might have to say no to some other stuff, but I have church this week, right? Uh, spending time in the work saying, I'm going to make every morning. I'm not going to like, man, hopefully I'll have time today. No, you're be intentional. Be intentional about getting in the word. Be intentional about, about spending time with God in prayer. We be intentional about these things because we're thinking about the things that are right. You're focusing on the things that are just. We live our life by the Spirit. And so the things of the Spirit, if you're living by the Spirit, you're going to feel wrong if you haven't get, gotten into the Word. You're going to feel wrong if you stayed home from church. You're going to, you're going to, man, man, I didn't pray today. I, feel, I, need to, I need to stop. I need to pray. Because your mind is fixated on the things of the spirit that you're not. Now, listen, we all have responsibilities. Someone has to, 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 to drive your kids to school. Uh, you got to do the laundry. You have to work. Now, I'm not saying that to, to just sit at home and sit. I'm just going to pray all day and I'm not going to have any money, but I'm going to pray all day. I'm close to the Lord. I'm not saying that. I hope you understand. That's not what I'm saying. But if you set up your life in such a way that the things that I'm focused on are the things of God. I'm not focused on the things of the flesh. Like, you know, when we're fasting, you're not focused on your flesh. You're crucifying your flesh. You're not focused on, uh, um, oh, well, I'm hungry or I have to do this. No, your mind is set on everything that is right and just and of the spirit and everything that is righteous. And I'm telling you, if you start to set up your life like that, it's different. It's different. Things change when you set your life up like that. That's what happened to me. And I changed everything about three and a half years ago. I changed my routine. I changed uh, my priorities. Changed everything. Because now I started keeping my, my mind fixated. What is the things that are going to please God? What are the things that are going to have my spirit become alive? What are the things of the flesh? Those are not as important. The things of the spirit take priority. Number four. See, like Pina said. Pina said that since prayer and fasting, she's been growing so much. It's impossible not to. When your whole life is fixated on the spirit, when your whole life is fixated on righteousness, how can I be a person? And we're going to get to that in the next few that is a righteous person, that my life is directed by the spirit. We're, we're spirit people. Don't, don't fall into the trap of thinking, well, you know, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a human. You know, I, I fall every day. Why are you falling every day? Why? How are you falling every day? What are you doing? If you're falling every day, 
then there, there's a problem with where your mind and thoughts are fixated and where your priorities is. If you're falling every day, I don't have time to fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? I listen to preaching morning till night. It's kind of hard to fall that way. So what are you fixated on? Everything that is true and right and noble and just. And number four, pure things. Whatever is pure. Whatever is pure. What does that mean? All that is holy. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Things that are holy. And I, I have no problem telling you that, that for me, there's a lot of... I, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share something with you. Have you guys ever... And, and Actually, wait. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> there's this show. It's a cartoon. And this show is called Family Guy. Now, I have never actually seen an episode of Family Guy. I've never sat down and watched it because I've always been under the impression that it's not a good show and it's not something I should be watching. But um, if you're on Instagram, if you, um, like I like to, to, to look at like different reels of like cooking videos and stuff like that. I know I'm not even a good cook, but I love to look at cooking videos. So when you go on your, um, it is a horrible show, absolutely. When you go on your reels and like you explore different reels, all kinds of stuff comes up. You have to be very careful on Instagram, let me just tell you. And a Family Guy video came up. And so I watched it just to see. And it was funny. But you know what happens when you watch one thing? Then it starts coming up more. And every day, all I'm seeing is these Family Guy things. And it didn't take long for me to realize this is a horrible show, as someone mentioned. And it's garbage. I don't want this. Um, I don't want to watch this. I don't want this on my feed. Why? Because there's nothing holy or righteous about that show. A couple of the clips made me laugh, and I laughed. But I, I, I got to the point where I realized I don't want this anymore. And so you click the little thing where it says not interested, and now I don't see any more Family Guy on my feed, just the cooking videos. <laughs> um, or like um, like sermon clips and stuff like that. Be, be very careful, guys. I'm going to tell you. I'm not trying to like speak like a parent to you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I do have a lot of animal videos, um, obviously of llamas and stuff. I have a lot of that too. Um, but be careful. You watch one thing and then your feed is going to be filled with it. They, they do that on purpose. But my friends, let me tell you something. Um, be careful what you're taking into your mind. My mind, I don't want it focused. Again, a couple of them were funny. They weren't crude or anything. They were just funny. They were silly. But 95% of those clips are crude and disgusting and terrible. Exactly, Sheba. It opens a door. And I don't want that. I don't want that on my feed. I don't want to be looking at that. I don't want to be thinking about that. So you set your mind on things that are pure and holy. And how do you do that? By being very careful what you're taking into the ear gate and the eye gate. I spoke about that a few weeks ago. What you're taking in is going to eventually be what you're thinking about. And it'll eventually be where you're living. Remember what happened? This story just came to my mind. The story of Lot. 
What happened to Lot? He chose to, to, to set up his tent towards Sodom. And Sodom was a wicked city. And what happens? Next thing you know, where was he? He was living in the city. Whatever you look at will eventually be where you live. So you have to be very, very careful. He obviously was like, oh, this, this city looks nice. It looks like, you know, people are doing well. I think I'm going to live here. And he ended up not only facing it, living right in it. And so we have to be very careful. What is our mind fixated on? What are we taking in with our eyes and with our ears? And be very careful because before you know it, you're going to start thinking of things that are not pure and that are not holy. What did Paul say? Out of reverence for God, be people who are holy. Rid yourself of things that are not holy. Rid yourself of things that are not focused on, on the word of God. I'm going to tell you what. Unfortunately, it's hard to find good TV shows. But again, I, I, I know if, if, you're, if you're like, well, I enjoy watching TV. I, I do as well. But there's very little that I watch. Very little. I, I'd rather put on preaching. And there's plenty of preaching to watch. And it's all a matter of a habit because then you know what's going to happen. You put on a show that you used to like and you're like, eh, I don't, I don't like this. I feel gross watching this. Has anyone, has that ever happened to anyone that especially like if, you know, during a time of prayer or during a time of like, we're in a lot of services or something like that. And you're watching a lot of preaching and then you turn on a TV show and you're like, eh, I, I don't want this. I don't want to watch this. I don't like it. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that. Why is that? Because your mind now is set on things that are holy. Don't go backwards. <laughs> Christian romance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't go backwards. Don't go back to it. Don't, go, don't, don't be like a, a dog that returns to his vomit. Don't go back to that stuff. If you've already cut stuff out, don't put it back in. Don't bring it back in. Stick on the things that are holy. Exactly. The spirit that's in those TV shows don't agree with the spirit of God that's living on the inside of you. And there's a conflict. Do not uh, uh, ignore that conflict. Shut it off. Fixate your mind on things that are holy. Whatever is pure. Whatever is right. Whatever is noble. Whatever is, what is the next one? Whatever is lovely. Lovely things. What are lovely things? All that blesses others. You know, I when, I when I see people, and I like to say this, I'm not, I, I have to be honest. I can be a bit of a shy person. I'm not really good with like small talk and stuff like that. But one thing that I always want to do is I want to encourage people. So if I see someone and I, I, you know, they're wearing something really nice or they look nice, I always make sure to compliment them because I know that it's a blessing to them. And I, I don't, not fake. If I don't like your shirt, I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, a lot of times I see people wearing like a color that I like or a cool jacket or something like that. And I want to encourage them because those are things that bless others. What are, what is something that blesses others? Just like Loretta made a, a nice uh, compliment about the music. That's a blessing to me. And I needed to hear that because I was being, uh, I was, I wasn't happy with it. And, and now I'm happy with it. Lovely things, things that bless others others and we talked about the fruit of the spirit recently but the fruit of the spirit those are lovely things 
Those are lovely things. Those are good things. Love, joy, peace. Thank you, Carmen. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, I'll tell you this story. Um, my husband embodied all the fruit of the Spirit this past weekend very well. And he does a good job at it. So, um, it was very cold last week, as we all know. And um, his car didn't start. Um, and I got annoyed. You know, I'm glad, I have to say this, I'm very glad that as a woman, um, I'm not the head of the house because he did a way better job handling the situation than I did because I just got really annoyed. I got frustrated. He had to drive my car. Um, so it, it, was, it was really annoying. I was annoyed. Him, on the other hand, he wasn't phased. He's like, all right, well, we'll just, uh, we'll call CAA. Um, you know, they'll come and they'll, they'll give us, give my car a boost and it'll be fine. And I'm sitting here annoyed. It ruined my day. <laughs> and he's all like, no, it's okay. Okay, no problem. Um, so what did he do? He didn't let it, he didn't, it, it didn't rob his joy. It didn't rob his peace. He called CAA. He was on the phone with them. Sorry, CAA, I got to call you out. He was on the phone with them for 55 minutes waiting just to speak to someone. So if you were in an, in an emergency this past weekend, I apologize. You had to wait a very long time. But did he get upset? Nope. He put his phone down and did something else in the meantime, waiting on hold for CAA. He exhibited patience. Then finally he got in touch with someone um, and they said, okay, we'll be there in about four hours. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, like, well, like I was just, so I'm annoyed. It's cold. Um, the car won't start. Uh, we were on hold forever. Then finally we get in touch with them. They say four hours. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this CAA. But anyways, um, you know that they came within, yeah, they were swamped with calls for sure. Uh, they came in less than an hour, less than an hour. My husband went outside and he was, ch I, I could hear them. They're talking. He's, he's chatting with the guy. He's like being really nice. And then he, he literally displayed all the fruit of the spirit, like in one day. Um, and I have to say I didn't, <laughs> but he taught me a good lesson, um, because it wasn't, listen, it wasn't a big deal. We have a second car. My car was working just fine. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, I was a little bit annoyed, obviously, uh, but he demonstrated all of these fruit of the spirit because, you know, I was annoyed. So I have a feeling I'm probably, maybe I wouldn't have been as kind to the, to the guy that came as my husband was. But he understands and embodied that day the fruit of the Spirit. We're all going to learn a lesson from him, especially me. The lovely things, goodness, kindness, patience, right? Yeah, customer, listen, you know what? And again, it's not, the, it's not their fault, the, especially the people on the phone. They're just, there's really nothing that they could have done in, in that moment. But... It's, it's amazing because now I realize if something like that should happen again, what's my fruit of the spirit? I'm dead serious. I mean this. It's like, okay, what am I going to be? Uh, um, what, what, how should I respond to this situ uh, situation? Well, um, oh, I, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, uh, Carmen. Good to see you. We look forward to seeing you. Um, you know, patience, peace joy don't let it steal your joy it's not like we were on the side of the road 
that that might have been a little bit more difficult if we're on the side of the road and the car doesn't work or whatever or the car breaks down but we were at home my car was fine uh you know so you're thinking about because again if your mind is set on the love on lovely things things that bless others he you know he was like oh the guy was really nice and i'm sure that guy left our house thinking well well he was nice because i would imagine all of these these workers that have to go help people i'm sure there was he how much do you want to to wager that he might have encountered a couple of not so patient people who are like, man, I've been waiting and it took so long and where were you? I, I have a feeling that was probably the reaction. Um, but <laughs> that's right, Steph. But, you know, this guy came and, and encountered us and, and, and my husband never got upset. He never got, he never got mad. He never got annoyed. Why? Because he understands, hey, look, this thing happened. It's very cold. He has an old car. It didn't start. All you needed is a quick boost and it was, it was back no problem. Things that are lovely. And the last thing, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, or another version puts it, things of good report, all that is virtuous and praiseworthy. Turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. This is my favorite one. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. For this very, listen to this, and this, this ties in also to the, the previous point about the fruit of the Spirit. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Because by the way, you know why it says add to your faith? Because you could be a Christian and be really mad and grumpy and mean, right? You could be. You could be. Just because you're a Christian, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to be nice. But, but Peter is saying here, add to your faith. Make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about things of good report, goodness, kindness. If you're busy thinking about, and, and I, and again, I'm not like trying to say this to like, say that I'm like this great person, but I'm always thinking about what's something nice I can do for somebody. How, how can I, I want to make someone smile today. That's why I, you know, I joke around a lot and I, and I like to say jokes because guess what happens when you say a joke? Well, preferably a good one. If it doesn't land, it's a little bit hard, but when you say a good joke, and everybody laughs and smiles, you automatically feel better. So I'm always thinking, everybody, you guys are all so nice to me and so kind. And I'm always thinking, what can I do uh, uh, to pay back, to not pay back because I feel obligated, but because I, I want, I want people to feel blessed. I want people to feel encouraged. What can, what can I do? I'm thinking about, I'm not thinking about, you know, because what do we always do? We always dwell on the one bad thing. Always the bad things. We, we, but how about we dwell? It's like, I think I, I, I mentioned this um, a while back in talking about, you know, if you have a spouse and there's something you don't like about them and you end up kind of focusing on that one thing you don't like about them, how about instead you think about all of the things that are great about them? Make a list. All of the things, why'd you marry them in the first place? What are the good things about us? about that person. 
don't dwell on on the uh, on the maybe the one thing that they don't do well focus on all the good things i just pointed out great qualities about my husband so i don't you know the fact that sometimes he leaves crumbs on the counter doesn't matter <laughs> sometimes he puts his shirt on the floor instead of in the wash basket well whatever hey it could be <laughs> Uh, evangelist Jonathan always jokes about this. He goes, you know, women complain about their husbands, and it's like, does he beat you? Does does he does he hit you? Oh, he left his shirt on the floor. Oh, big whoop. Oh, he likes to play golf. Oh no, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, and that's so true. We're focusing on these these little things. Focus on things of good report. What's something you could praise God for instead of again with me. Um, and especially what I learned this past weekend. And then I, I got myself straight. I said, I, th I was like, man, I, I thank the Lord for sending someone so quickly. Because they said four hours and it was already nighttime. But they came in less than an hour. And I said, Lord, thank you for that. And he was a nice guy and he did a good job. And can I share one more thing? Th things that are praiseworthy. You know what ended up happening? Somebody bought us a battery pack. So my, Because my husband was thinking, you know what? This is the second time this happens. I'm going to buy a battery pack. They're not cheap. You know, I'm, I, I think I'm probably going to have to buy a battery pack. Then next time, it's just easy. I do it myself. Guess what? Somebody bought one for us. It's on its way right now. Right? Praise God. For, think of things that are, I'm not focused on the fact that it was a bit of like a, 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 you know, a little bit tough with the car not starting. No, I'm thinking about praise God. Everything's fine. And now we have a, a free battery pack coming our way. So if this ever should happen again, if it gets really cold, no problem. Don't have to call anybody. We've got the battery pack. You, you know what I mean? Thinking about things virtuous, praiseworthy, good report. That's why I love to hear people's praise reports. Listen, I, 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 I don't mind praying for people. I love praying for people um, because that's what we're supposed to do. But even more, I love praise reports. What are you thanking God for? What, 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 like, like Pina mentioned about how she's growing in the Lord. I love to hear that. That's what I like to think. Th things of good report. Where is your mind fixated? Is your mind fixated on a couple of things that maybe, you know, maybe didn't go your way? Or is your mind, like, yeah, like my mom mentioned gratefulness. Or is your mind fixated on all the things you're thankful for? That you're thanking God. Man, I, I got this. I was praying for this and this happened. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, Lynn, that's, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> we are the dishwasher, aren't we? That's exactly D. It does make a difference what we're focused on. Because that story about the car not starting, do you know what I remember? I remember the fact that we got a free battery pack. That's what I remember. I'm not going to remember the fact that I was annoyed, even though I'm recounting it to you now, just for the sake of this broadcast. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the good things, the things of good report. Don't, you know, when, when you get together with friends, oh yeah, you know, ugh, I had a really like hard, this was really hard. I had it. No, what's a good thing that happened? If you can't find even one good thing that happened, then I'm not sure that it's impossible. You woke up this morning, you had breath in your lungs, you, you live in a home that's heated when it, it's very cold, right? And you have heating in your house and you have food on your table. And most importantly, you have a God who sent his son to die for you. That's what you have. I want to go backwards 
to close tonight. In Philippians chapter 4. Go to verse 6. Listen to this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything. By prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God. With which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A spirit of thanksgiving will guard your heart and your mind because you won't be able to think about bad things because you're too busy thinking about all the great things that God has done and expressing your gratefulness and your thankfulness to him. Man, I, I feel good today. Why do you feel good? Tell me some stuff that you feel good about. I feel good because I'm going to have a sandwich when this is finished. My favorite sandwich. And if you know me, you know exactly what it is. And it's waiting for me. <laughs> right? I'm happy. I'm teaching GNU tomorrow. I love doing that. It's my favorite thing. And if you're in my class, I would imagine that's your favorite thing. <laughs> right? You know, because again, it is so easy. It is so easy to focus on everything that's bad in the world. You got it, Josie. I don't care if it's not healthy. <laughs> You're focusing on everything that's... Exactly, Lauren. You know me now. And everything that's bad in the world. And listen, there are bad things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's nothing bad going on in the world. You hear about the earthquakes and all these kind of things. But we have a blessed hope. We have a blessed hope exactly like that, Loretta. Where we're not troubled by the things of this world. We're aware of the things. We pray about the things. But that's what it says. By prayer and petition, present your request to God. What does it say in 1 Thessalonians 5.18? Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We can make requests, material requests, physical requests, spiritual requests. Everything that concerns us in life. God wants to hear it. Present your request to God with a spirit of thanksgiving. And it's going to be impossible for you to not have peace. It says, it literally says it. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. How are you so happy right now? There's balloons and earthquakes and, and, and the eggs and our government. How are you happy right now? Because I have a peace that transcends all understanding. And that's why it tells you whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Think about such things. Don't tolerate anxiety or worry because it injures your soul. But God alone can help you. And he will do it if you pray about everything that happens and you give thanks to everything that happens. John, I also like balloons. You want to know something sad? All the balloons from my birthday are officially gone. I threw out the last one today. I was very sad because I like balloons. In all things, pray and give thanks. And it's going to be really tough for your mind to be swayed by the things of this world. Really tough. And again, I'm not saying that 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 um, it's impossible for, for a thought to come in that doesn't belong there. But now you know what to do with it. For every thought that comes in that you know shouldn't be there, guaranteed there's a scripture 
to combat that thought. You know, if you have my book, at the end of the book, I wrote uh, something called memory verses. And then I have different subjects and all the scriptures that correspond to that subject for areas of life that would be of concern, health, uh, money, uh, all, 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 anything. A thought comes into your head, I don't know, uh, 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 uh. what does the word say? Mm, get out of here, you don't belong here. Remember what I said, a thought comes in, don't let it down the elevator out of your mouth. You chase it away with the word of God. And if you're constantly focused, like the scriptures say, on everything that is excellent and praiseworthy. Continue the last one in verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone who's watching tonight. I thank you that they made the great decision to come onto this broadcast tonight. Father, I pray that whatever area of concern they might have, whether that be an area of health, whether that be an area of, of finances, whether that be an area of, of someone that they're believing for to come to Christ, uh, whether that be uh, something for a job, anything, you said in your word to present our requests to you. And once we present those requests and give you thanks, then your peace will come in and guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you're the great provider. I thank you that you're the great physician. I thank you that every area that we need help with, you come in and you alone are the one who could help us. So I pray, whatever their situation, I just pray over that situation right now. Wherever you are, say it out loud and thank the Lord. Say, God, I thank you in advance for taking care of this. You don't have to ask for healing because healing's already yours through the atonement of Christ on the cross. That he took stripes on his back for you, for your healing. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to say, Lord, I, I pray for healing. You say, Lord, thank you that healing was purchased at a high price for me. In Jesus' name. And I want to pray one more prayer. That if you're watching tonight and you don't know Jesus... You, you're not in covenant with him. You've never, you never made a, 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 a decision to follow him. Tonight's your night. If you want to be a person that has peace, it says in Christ Jesus. So you must be in Christ Jesus. And so pray this prayer out loud. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess it. Believe it. And that's how you're saved. So repeat this out loud after me. Say, Father, I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess now of all my sin and wrongdoing. And I make a decision to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, that I am now saved. In the name of Jesus, amen.